Welcome back to the Rezzy's Podcast. This is episode 24. As per usual, we've got checkers. Producer Shrey. Yep. Jared decided to sit in on this one, so no everyone, one cares. everyone wave to him. No, don't. no one wave to no him. One wave to Guys, him. We're, he, we're keeping him safe for everyone a really big him. interview. <laughs> Rit, I... <laughs> And we have Ari Shawmaker. Yes. Yes. No one spit on him. No, never, no never spit on Ari. Ari, how you going, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you, boys? Yeah, doing well. I mean, it's bloody hot in this studio. I'm always, I'm always sweating, sweating up a storm. But sweating yeah. up under the aircon sometimes. I really. Yeah, just a bit. The fan here is on like level one. Just turn it up. Sorry. <laughs> I've got to cool myself down. We've I'm fucked. We've lost some plot. We've lost some plot. Hey, checkers, you went back to Adelaide again. How many times is this in six months, man? 73. 73. Give me a band. Get rid of me. You went over and you met a few of the Australian players. You dapped them up and you were just like... Oh, I didn't dap anyone. I've got this new trick, though. Yeah. All right, so two kids come up or two people can't want to chat. Ari, you can take note next time you're at St Kilda training. If you get yeah. two people come up, dap the first one up, and if you hit it real clean... So I was like, if you hit the first one, it's like real, like crisp noise. The next one deliberately hit their arm. Does that <laughs> just make like, <laughs> just like punch the kid? No, no, no. Like just like throw the, the worst dap of all time. Is that how they feel? Like feel shit. really shit. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you hit the first one crisp, I was hitting the second one real soft. That's my new trick. That's not right. So if you get a real soft dap, sorry about that. But yeah, I was doing it heaps on the weekend. So that's just I'll my have, new party trick. I'll have to try that out. Yeah. Checkers is just waiting for like a set of two kids to run up. He's like, yeah, this is my time. That's not just right, smacking man. kids at the Adelaide Oval. <laughs> just throwing the softest. I was just throwing the softest hand sometimes. Oh, one, no. of them, one of them was like this chick. She was like a 40-year-old chick. Oh. And, and um, her and her husband came up and I dapped the husband real clean. So then I was like, well, I'm going to keep tradition and I dapped the chick real soft. Oh. So yeah, that's where we're at. That's how Adelaide went. That's Moving bad. along. Shrey, you've been really crooked this week man yeah like, man, how- I've been under the weather I've got a sinus infection so if I sound more nasally than usual that's why get him out of the so, studio I don't want to so get sick so crook that he said no to go into the tennis with yeah. you Joel can you All elaborate right. on that oh, Ari you been to the tennis yet not yet not I yet. tried to go but yeah didn't didn't go through with it didn't go through with it why is that tickets too expensive I no I don't think I can um, withstand two and a half three hours of tennis back and forth it's a lot of just sitting there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of like patience. Jarrah and I went on Saturday, couldn't get a ticket to the big main arena because they're about two and a half grand. It was really? Ex- oh, no, they're like, what, 800 bucks or something? Yeah, really expensive. Well, that's and um, house. Yeah, Jarrah could yeah. have afforded one, but he couldn't get me one. So we went to the tennis, paid the 40 bucks, got the shit tickets, and went and watched junior singles. Oh. <laughs> oh. But on Sunday oh. night, I get a message, okay? On Sunday night, I get a message. 10 minutes before the uh, Demon or game, hey, I have two $800 tickets right near the fence on Rod Labor Arena. They're, they're premium tickets. I'm Do you want to come? Will's in Bendigo. Jarrah's at home. Roger's at the gym. Caden's asleep. Shrey's awake. Shrey, do you want to come to the tennis? I have $800 ticket. I'll get us an Uber right now. Uh, he said no. Nah, man. I just ingested a silly amount of cold and flu tablet, like a nighttime cold and flu tablet. Yeah, they like knock you out. And I was on the edge of falling asleep and never waking up again. <laughs> like, it, I was, I'm so crook. Like, it was so bad. But imagine you fell asleep with the tennis. Like, that'd be pretty cool. They would have put me on TV and like, made fun of me or something. Yeah. yeah. They'd be like, oh, look at this guy watching Dominion. Views. He's never gone to town. Never invite him ever again. Fire out. We man. had the best seats in the house and I had a really good time, but Shrey did not come. But yeah. something Shrey did do this week, we're playing cricket. Um, Ari, I know that you've done a bit of research on your new place in cricket in the past. Mm-hmm. Ever been named 12th man? Have you ever had to carry the drinks? Yeah. Yeah, it okay. sucks. Yeah. It's the worst Two-day two cricket. Was playing like oh, 
a first grade nice. game and oh. um, went from batting at I was batting at six and opening the bowling, then just dropped back to eight, nine, ten. Average was going down, and then yeah, you're running water the next week. So yeah, like, so Shrey had to run water on the weekend. Yep. We're on yeah, the field. No, well, no, here's how it goes. When we're on the field, I think Jarrah might have been bowling at the time, and we're all a bit parched. He's got our parades on. He's at fine leg. Mm. We're ready to run on if there's a wicket, and we take a wicket, and we turn around waiting for Shrey, and Shrey's not running out. He's oh. sitting in a camp chair at fine leg with his girlfriend, pashing on. Oh, just, no just sucking the face. Oh, can, just, no, Will, can you relax, please? Tongue so, and everything. So much so, oh, everyone in the team is now calling out to Shrey and we couldn't right. get his attention to come <laughs> over and run us drinks. For context, I just watched Will Taylor bowl seven overs of absolute tripe and got five runs. None for five. Take Mate, a wicket, no. brother. Take a wicket. If you were there, if you were there I could have... He's deflecting. Yeah, he's deflecting. He's <laughs> deflecting. I was not tonguing on with my missus. I was kissing my girlfriend. <laughs> on, the, on the cheek? On the lips? <laughs> on the on the mouth, Will. The I don't mouth. know if you know what kissing on the mouth is. No, I don't know this, wasn't it? Oh, that's... <laughs> I don't know what kissing just is. Just slobber. I've never well, had it. I didn't play and it's just boring watching Will ball around mm. running. Well, it was entertaining watching you kiss. Oh, thanks. Man. Yeah, well, that, that's our <laughs> week. Ari, Sunday. what have you been up to this week? This week? I know you got up to some training this morning. Yeah, um, had main session uh, this morning, which are Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So they're our big days. Um, starting to hit like 12, anywhere between 12 and 15K now. And then plus gym on top of that. So you go home and you're pretty much, yeah, laying on the couch and, yeah, straight out to sleep. But, um, yeah, no, I didn't get up to much on the weekend. Had a quiet one, went out for dinner. Um, drove around the boys. Yeah, but that's it's been me. So you're running 15Ks. I don't think I've done 15Ks in the whole of 2023. I, no, I was just about to say the same joke, but yeah, <laughs> I've done nowhere near 15Ks. Are you finding your bearings a bit in Melbourne? Because obviously you're from Tasmania. The big the big smoke in Melbourne's probably a little bit different to what Tassie's like. Are mm. you finding finding your feet a bit? Yeah, starting to find my feet a little bit. Um, I don't need maps anymore to drive around oh. uh, St Kilda Fuck, must be nice. area. <laughs> Um, and I don't have to deal with hook turns either where I'm from. So, yeah. but no, um, the amount of people really, like from where I'm from, everyone knows each other slash, you know, there's like nowhere near like 50,000 living where I live. Um, and then you come over here and there's literally people everywhere, uh, yeah. especially when Australian opens on. Like Ooh, I went for dinner. Yeah. As I said, went for dinner on Chapel Street and I literally like couldn't even get through like on the footpath. So it's like a lot of people over here and, but yeah, it's been, it's been fine. So. What have been some of the major differences, you reckon? Because we moved from Adelaide probably three months before you moved over. And for me, Kmart and Coles stay open until midnight. Oh, it's the best thing ever. In Adelaide, they shut at 5 p.m. Bullshit. Um, there's no bakeries and there's no chicken and chip shops in Melbourne. You just can't find them. Yeah, for me, the haircuts over here, I've tried to get go for a couple of haircuts. Um, my man Swicky, uh, the surgeon, um, cut me last time. But for a haircut, it's like between 60... And like well, fifty and oh, I can seventy do you bucks. For free. Oh, yeah, no, I don't no, no. hate that. Oh. Yeah. Checkers has cut my hair three times. I only fucked it once. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, it's not too bad. Like, so I did wheels. I, thought, right. I haven't done jazz. You haven't yet. touched. You've not touched my hair. You just hit me no, with a little, touched, little yeah. fade then. No, oh. it's more of just a real sharp edge. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, our, um, our clippers are broken at home, so it's, it's number zero or it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, all right. So you just get you just get a bowl cut or you get nothing. That's, yeah, that's okay. how it works. But we can get we can invest in some new clippers. Like I'm sure that's. We get doable. Shrey, you Shrey's shaking his head. He doesn't have money for new clippers, no, but I'm sure we can scrap. If I just grow my hair out a little bit, then you we'll put a bowl on it. And we'll I'll tidy her up here. Yeah, we'll I reckon just for like round one, we'll get yeah. you looking good. Yeah. Yeah. So haircuts. Nice. Yeah, there is no like um, takeaway joints uh, for like just a bay of like 
hot chips and no, stuff fish like and that. Chip like, shops here. It's yeah. like all coffee. Nah, there's fish and chip shops, but they're like they're not, not as good. They're dine in. You don't yeah, they're dine, dine in. in yeah, like, it's a, like too yeah. gourmet. Like yeah, I, I understand it. what you say yeah, like yeah. about the fish and chip shops because it's completely different to like country Victoria than like Melbourne and everything. Like it's two different things. Because Kmart's in Geelong, uh, twenty four seven. What? Yeah. What? What? Twenty four seven Kmart's. Jesus Christ! Geelong just gets better and better every time you talk about. Yeah, it. Oh, we mate. should just move there. You've been in Geelong yet, Ari? Uh, I played cricket there. Yeah. Um, fifteens, but I haven't been there since. Mate, you, good trip. You're all missing out. Um, when you get a weekend away from the footy, you can visit Lambies, and um, under go to the twenty four hour Kmart under our name. <laughs> I tell you where I've been in Geelong. It's like on the water and it's all caved in. It's like where you can just swim around and stuff. Yeah, the, the um, you jump off. There's the diving board as well. Yeah, like a beach pool. Yeah, yeah, like a massive. So like, there's caged, <clears throat> so you don't get bit by sharks. Yeah, it's caged off. Is that why? Yeah, it's well, it's caged off because Ooh. there was a shark sighting there once. Um, but then there's like a promenade you can walk around, and then there's a diving board. It's very popular for the Samoans that come and visit, and they're all wearing their rugby shorts, and mm. they just do the biggest bombs it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. just yeah. whoever Impressive. can do the biggest bomb and then I'd come in and just and smash them all because them. <laughs> yeah so I'm a little bit heavier than most of them. moving on um, alright Ari pick 62 St Kilda we'll go into it a little bit later about how pick 62 came about but you have landed at my favourite club um, and I should see hopefully see a lot of you this year if um, you probably get sick of us eventually coming to Saints trainings but a big fan. I'm a big fan of St Kilda no one else in the room is Oh, no, I like the Saints. No, go, Swinging around. You can't hate the Saints, doesn't no, you? You can't right, hate the Saints because they just don't win a lot. About <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning to love the Saints because, as well as Ari, one of my um, one of the boys I coached back in the day, yeah, I'm a footy coach, boys. Um, <laughs> coached, well, I didn't coach him, but Angus Hasty. <laughs> Angus Hasty? Yeah. One of my mates. He played He played under the under-18s group that I was seeing over. So, so Will was looking after the under-18Bs wow. and Angus played in the under-18As. He was playing seniors that year. He didn't get many games in the 18s because <laughs> no, okay. he was too good, but he was under my under my guidance. What did you teach him? Oh, I taught him heaps running how patterns. To, how to run away from the footy? Running patterns, 45s, and how to hit your snaps really clean. And <laughs> like, off the toilet bowl? Or? Yeah, both. <laughs> Both from the pocket, from the toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'll show you later on. We don't have time to coach, all the coach tales. Well, you've landed St Kilda, but we did bump into each other a little bit earlier before the draft um, at the Fox Footy Longest Kick. Mm, and mm-hmm. you had a kick, we had a kick. How'd you go? Um, I was most scared I've ever been, uh, like nervous wise. Um, and I remember I, I was one of the first there. Um, walked in and I was the only one there, and I had my full kit on. And then as soon as you boys walked in and then Daniel Gorringe and his massive kiss outfit, oh. I kind of kind of chilled out a little bit. But no, I didn't didn't perform too well. And as I've said uh, said to you last time, I got the shit pills. So James Sicily and all these big dogs, they've taken the pumped up footies, left us with just, just shitters. It's so. a fucking cruel world, Mate, isn't it, was, it, man? It's like taking a kangaroo head around. They're awful. Well, those yeah. brand new pills all in this bin. Literally fresh and like in the wrapping. Still in well. the plastic wrapping. Um, but couple people had a pump which is something we didn't know about so that's where we lost out Daniel Rich's manager brought the pump yeah um, there you go but yeah you were there early how early did you get down because we got we were running late we were oh, so yeah so behind time but you were down there real early oh, when did it start again like what time like, like, maybe 10 30 yeah I was there like 9 40 like pretty early watching the crowd build yeah and it was actually a lot more packed than I thought as well like that's when I started getting nervous as well because I've never like I've watched it on TV before and I've never seen 
that many people there watching the longest kick. No, they're all Brisbane fans as well. Yeah, they were because Daniel Rich was Yarra, kicking. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, then the Collingwood fans had a pre, pre-show pre on at Olympic Park, I think. So a lot of the Collingwood fans were tied up oh, there. there you go, yeah. But preparations-wise, we were kicking footies every day for 60 days leading in. Um, and we did I some stuff. Some yeah. yeah, did some stuff with kicking coaches like the kicking consultant and um, Pro Kick Australia. Did you do any prep for, nah. the, for longest kick? Nah. Stretching? Nah. All all I did for the longest kick was just um, try and try and decide with my friends if I was going to kick a barrel or a drop punt. I can't barrel the ball, uh, but, but I can obviously drop punt. So that was my biggest my biggest thing. I was had the notepad out, you know, studying. Starting trajectory, other things like that. Yeah. Were you drawing no, like no a practice. picture of like your long leg just kicking it and like the marker being like seventy five meters or the other side of the arrow? It was more angles. Angles were yeah. Yeah, yeah. The way that the the foot can, the, there's different parts of your foot that they call it. There's one, two, and three. And yeah, I didn't you, get taught this. So what part of the foot did you kick? Number four. Ankle. Well, yeah, <laughs> so that? there you go. That's so that's that's three three point eight. But your toes is your one, two sweet spot, three, you're kicking off your shin. So, yeah, so about that stuff. But just, yeah, not much practice at all, which is hence why I didn't kick it very far. How I think far I did beat you kick? by about three metres. So there you, you go. You beat me by three metres? Yeah. Oh, okay, so, exactly. How far did you kick? 54. Yeah, true. Not too yeah. bad, not too bad. And you went the top? Yeah, I went the top and they both, it wasn't even, didn't even go through the spiral, just... It was pretty much a banana, like you teach, just yeah. rolling punt. Yeah. Boom. You said there was, um, you, you saw us roll in, of course. We had a brief chat, but there was a lot happening. There was so much happening in the tent. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think when we walked in the first thing, we, we noticed Australia's favourite player is Eddie Betts. Yeah. And that was yeah. the first person we saw, and we brought wow. it up on previous potties that Shrey melted. Yeah. Uh, Eddie's like, Shrey, how are you? Lockley's first goal. Like, and Shrey's just like, ah, 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 Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I watched, I would have, there was a time, period of time, I watched every Adelaide Crows home game from like, I think it was 2015 to like 18, and he was in that team, and I saw him kick like almost all of his goal of the years. Wow. It was just mental. So he's my favourite player of all time, I just cracked, I who did speak to him. Who did you get to chat to the most in the 10, or who did you, I, know, I bounced off uh, Saad, Adam Saad. I was about to say the and same. And he like, was giving me heaps. Yeah, he heaps. was, yeah, he was really nice. Um, He's with my management group. And just so happens to be with the same manager as so John Mason. So John Mason, it's a good man. Yeah, he's a legend. Um, so I think Johnny must have sent him a message saying like he's hella nervous. Like go, go introduce yourself. And yeah, he pretty much spoke to me the whole time. Gave me the time of day. Um, and I didn't expect it. I didn't. Yeah, expect I didn't. It. he was like one of the last I would have expected it. Yes, from. so did I. But like, he knew some of our videos, and he was talking about Carlton. And yeah, and he was having a laugh as well. And um, also Trent Rivers. Um, yeah, and then there was others I literally didn't didn't. Fev was in there. You did you come by yourself? Was your family there or anything watching? My family was there. Uh, they were on the other side of the on the yarra because I told them I was going to kick it over it. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> so fair. But yeah, no. So they were they were watching from the other side. But yeah, mum mum and dad. So yeah, no, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, definitely definitely cool experience for us. And I mean, we didn't get to chat too much that day. No. But just, just we were, it was a flat chat day. Did you go to the game after or? I didn't get to, no. Um, I could have bought tickets, but um, yeah, just rather go watching a bar in Melbourne. Hang out with the fam. Hang out with the fam. Had a couple of mates over as well. So yeah, just nice. caught up with them. No, it's good. We'll get over to the draft. There was a couple weeks later, probably a month later or so. Yeah. Um, you had a few trips back and forth from Melbourne. I know you had to the Fox for your longest kick and you had to come back for the draft. Did you come back for the testing? Yeah, I had the draft. Yeah, so AFL draft. A lot of well. back and forth from Melbourne. 
Um, Rumoured to go first round. So I've read, the, we've done a bit of research, read the draft profiles on Ari Shawmaker this afternoon. We did lots I've of I've read them even in the past, but I thought I'd better just brush up on them. Yeah. Um, should go top first round, if not top 30, was the write-up. Most of the write-ups, majority of them, 95% of the write-ups and are you read. just said that to his face, fuck. Man. Yeah, well, no, I'm just, no, we, gotta, we want to talk about it. What yeah. happened? You found yourself on the second night of the draft, um, and we were watching it, and we were watching the first night, expecting your name to get read out. We were following your story after meeting yeah. you at the kick, and, yeah. um, and it didn't get read out. And the second night, we were watching very late in the night to hear your name, and what, what, what went on? What was going through your head, and how did your night pan out? Yeah, well, um, I had a slip-up. At the start of the year, which you would have seen in, in a lot of the articles, and it was a I copped a ten week ban for supplying the boys with a, with a bit of piss after a game. Um, that involved like a couple of my mates who were eighteen, and then um, a couple underages, which is why the ten week ban. Um, a couple of seventeen year olds also also had a drink as well. It's so. highly written about. If anyone wants to look it up, you don't have to come listen to the podcast. Yeah, we won't own it too much. Yeah. I did write in the podcast. Ten Ari got ten weeks. For um, the Tasmanian from the Tasmanian Devils for his ban for the beers, Prime Trains got six weeks in the past for drinking a beer on field. I got four weeks one time for headbutting someone, and we gave recently on the podcast we gave Shreya a two week ban for getting in a relationship. So you know, bans are they're a regular yeah, thing that happen yeah, to the best are. of us. So yeah. you know, we'll leave it at that. But you you did slip up a little bit, and it and it, you know, people thought you'd recovered pretty well from it though. You played some strong footy in the back half of the year. Yeah, I thought um, obviously it was quite a like an emotional like timed like right after it like I thought um, wasn't obviously wasn't playing coach league footy wasn't playing for Tassie uh, I was playing TSL down there so senior footy which was actually um, proved to be pretty good because I was playing against men and bigger bodies um, but no I thought to be honest thought it was all over um, after it happened I was like that's pretty much you know, there's no real coming back from that but just you know mentally strong i guess resilience um ended up playing some good footy was lucky enough to be called up into the allies uh like as a late late call up played a couple games um and then yeah tested tested i thought pretty well in the combine but i always knew that was going to come back and kind of bite me bite me on the ass but yeah so i guess you know predicted like first round second round um but yeah can't say i wasn't expecting maybe sliding a little bit did, yeah. not quite to pick 62 we're happy about yeah. it we're happy about it you've landed St Kilda it's worked out well um, and you're going to become one of those stories they always talk about like Rory Sloan went late in the draft and turned out to be a great player so hopefully pick 62 they'll be like oh he's a bargain you know in 10 yeah. years time they can look back in that way um, what else up? your draft party we, we, we were watching at home okay so we've had mm-hmm. all of us on the lounge every pick I've mentioned it to you before, but every pick we're like, Ari Shawmaker, surely go on now. Surely yeah. go on now. Literally every And it just from from about pick twenty to pick sixty two. <laughs> um, but at the same time we were pretending it was Shrey's draft party. So oh. we were sort of we we're sort of <laughs> acting as if it was Shrey's night. So um, pick eighteen for St Kilda, rather Shrey got picked yeah. up. Yeah, we, we went oh, and, wow. we, and we yeah. went nuts for we it. We went live wow. on baseline footy and there was a bit of a mock up that went through and there it was go. a bit, <laughs> bit going on. But who they actually picked there? Uh, Darcy, Darcy Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. Yeah, he's much better that than bloke. Me. Much better than me. Probably a better runner. I don't know about ball skills though. Yeah, I'm good with, the with well, the red, wanna, that red thing. Good with it. Want to know about <laughs> your draft party because I've, I know it's some kids in the past I've spoken to have had these big events and lots of family. Did you have one on the first night? Did you save for the second? Did you have mates over? And when you found yourself sliding, how'd that turn out? Yeah. So um, as I've said, obviously thought I was maybe a chance first night. So um, we're pretty lucky, Tassie haven't had we don't usually get a lot of people drafted you know maybe lucky to have two or three um in recent years but we had four 
um, drafted from the same area, Launceston. So we had Colby, James Leake, and Riley Sanders as well, who moved over and played for Sandy. But yeah, the four of us who grew up playing footy together, um, and me, Colby, and Leakey have played junior footy at Launceston since under nines together. So we've grown up, played footy together, played Devils, played senior footy there. So Launceston had a night um, to celebrate the, the first round. Obviously, they were going quite high. Um, and I was also there on the Fox footy live stream with the boys. So I had uh, family there, a um, couple of boys. But I did tell them that, you know, if we don't go tonight, we've got next night as well. Um, so, yeah, had, had family and had, had friends over and pr- celebrated those boys on night one. Um, went to sleep, obviously pretty nervous. Um, didn't, didn't sleep much at all. Uh, woke up the next day and we didn't have it at the club. We had it back at home on the couch, set up the Zoom again, had a couple of beers flowing, a bit of pizza. There was a couple of times it crossed over to all the boys on the on the stream and we were never in there because we were out either grabbing a beer or grabbing a piece of pizza because um, <laughs> obviously nothing was going on and I was sliding. Um, but no, I remember, um, yeah, it got down to about 40, like mid-40s and I was like going, oh, like haven't heard anything from the manager, like, maybe this isn't going to happen. Were you hearing anything before that? Like, did first night, did you hear much or did you hear yeah. anyone contact you? Yeah. Um, he's, he mentioned, um, you know, that it'll be like a bonus if we go first night. Um, but yeah, definitely expecting second night, whether that's, you know, anywhere between 30 to, to 40 or 45. But then, yeah, so it started sliding down and I started seeing the clubs that have interviewed me and they're taking other people. And then, you know, got down to the very end of the night. I stopped watching. I went out with mum. All the boys still sticked around, which I was really thankful for. Um, and then, yeah, people started passing. Clubs started passing. I'm going like this. There's no way someone's going to take a chance. Like, And I had no real backup plan either. Um, probably just go play sample footy um, or whatnot. So I was thinking, thinking the worst. Um, and then I kind of came back from... I was out hugging with mum like pretty much crying pretty much and i've come walked back in and we have like big open sliding doors and all the boys are kind of standing around because pretty much the end of the night and everyone's about to go home and then st kilda come up at 62 and i knew that they were keen one of the most keen clubs um and they mentioned you know maybe taking me first night or or you know um so i knew they were keen so it was our last chance so the boys kind of put a hush over the room and said and then they called it out and then literally got spear tackled and it was, fucking, it was on from there. Playing the secure song for the rest of the night, pretty much. Straight in the Guernsey. And, and yeah. how long did it take to get to the club? I had uh, Sauce, Stephen Silvani and uh, Misso come down the next morning. Um, just gave me a training shirt, welcomed me to the club. Um, obviously said thanks for having me. Had that conversation and then talked about when we we're going to get into it. And I pretty much moved away. Uh, for like that three-week period before Christmas, um, about three or four days later, I think. So crazy, yeah, move so fast. Yeah, it's pretty quick. <laughs> the turnover. So. Yeah, far out. Big roller coaster of emotions. Mm. You mentioned the Tassie boys, um, and it was something I thought was pretty rare as well because in previous years there hasn't been much talent come out of Tassie, uh, but they've been pushing for this stadium. They've been pushing for Tassie to get a stadium, Tassie to get a team. But in recent years, the only top end picks we've really seen like Chase Jones, Taron Thomas was a, a academy pick. Yeah. Um, but this year there was so much high-end talent. Do you think that maybe played a bit of a factor that there was those three other boys you mentioned um, go in the first round that maybe recruiters were like, maybe we shouldn't pick up all the Tassie boys. There's going to be a stadium in a few years. 
there's going to be a team in a few years maybe if is there like that risk factor they talk about the going home factor when they pick players yeah. WA or, or yeah. SA well I guess um, all the club interviews I had at Combine that was the most frequently asked question like um, you know, obviously we've got Tazzy coming to the league how do you feel about that would you ever go home um, and I guess if you're going to draft three maybe me being the fourth all on night one um, it's a three year contract this year so they're obviously putting a lot into you and if you want to go home then there's obviously a little bit of recess so maybe um, you I, said it was highly asked what were they asking all the recruiters I would, I'm curious as because it's yeah. something the media didn't really cover but they're like on one part the media was really pushing hey Taz is going to get a team mm. and then on the other part we got all these draftees coming this year they're probably pretty well lined up yeah, like we were discussing just before the podcast. The boys would be like twenty three to twenty five years old when Tazzy come into the comp. Prime so, for the picking. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just a bunch of questions. Um, like, how do you feel about moving over? Um, you know, with Tazzy coming in, would you, would you consider going back and playing for them? Um, would you want to go home to the family? Um, will that play a part? Um, just those kind of questions. So, which are quite hard to answer. How you know? how do you find them? The first, I've read people's draft interviews. <laughs> Did you sit down with most? Did you sit down with all the clubs, or yeah, I had about fourteen or fifteen. Fourteen. So, yeah. you, and I find you ever done a job interview, Willie? And you, the first Plenty. one, your first ever job interview. How were you feeling before that? Um, well, I was applying for Maccas, so pretty cruisy. You were cruisy, were you? Yeah, I had a fresh, fresh fade going, and um, oh, I was shitting my pants. I think my, I asked my mum to come into my first job interview. Put so, on my yeah, best wow. Gazman polo and. But if you had to go for a job interview now, how would you feel compared to then? I'd be shitting my dax. Are yeah. you kidding me? He's the opposite of what anyone would be. That's really yeah, like a, a plot. A little bit, bit more confidence. I was going to be like, Ari, the first club you interviewed with, you've probably been like, shit, how do I... These are some hard questions. Oh, yeah, They're pretty yeah. hard. But by the time you get to the last one, yeah. you would have spoken, said it 14 times. You would yeah, have had that it's question. Such a, the whole draft um, Never asking Willie really a question every year, no, by the way. That was don't. terrible. You know I'm a backwards man. I do everything <laughs> different to everyone else. The whole, the whole draft process is... Um, so full on like it starts obviously you've got clubs looking at prospects or who they're interested in for like two years obviously I played underage uh, so did a lot of other boys so they've got your their eye on you if they're interested for like that two years there so they do all their homework and then it kind of gets around um, halfway through your draft year and they start kind of you start getting calls uh, you do zooms my first couple zooms obviously talk about the 10 week incident um and you know like just assessing game um and i remember just absolutely shooting myself like i'm quite good normally at like public speaking and you know around around people and i just like shrey and eddie betts like literally just went to butter like it's yeah. <laughs> but then by the end of it like you start chilling out a bit more and you can find yourself having conversations with them but yeah it was quite nerve-wracking like early on as well so we put in the run sheet today. We wanted to bring it up, but the the draft process is something we have never spoken about in the Reds mm. podcast. You actually, we're Reds, we're never getting drafted. Yeah, we've had Eddie Betts on the pod, but you are one of our first AFL players, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, I reckon you, the first current AFL player at least. We spoke, Eddie spoke to Eddie for like seven. Five, minutes, yeah, five whereas... minutes. So it's a process I've never really heard about, and it's something that you sometimes see the article about is those curly questions. The draft day that you get asked when you're a draftee. Yeah. So I've put a few examples in here. Willie, you might read one of these out. The first one, though, Tanner Brune said, Adelaide asked me how I would get Jai Coldwell out in cricket. 
There's some really cool That's questions I asked. A flipper. I think it Mark Holbrook was uh, a flipper. You get him around the legs. We, we me and Willie were doing some research. 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 Research, research today. What what else did you find, Willie? Um, if my notes wanted to load up, here we go. Nice well, you're organised. Well sorry, prepped. man. Really well prepped, man. Sorry, man. Send um, this man back to Marcus. Elijah Hewitt was asked, how often would you wash your jeans if you wore them once a week? Oh. So it's just a bit of like a personality sort of test. Trey, how many times would you wash your jeans? If I was wearing them once a week and it was on a Saturday and I was having a few cans, I'd wash them afterwards you wouldn't they'd be on your bedroom floor for three weeks afterwards no i would get the missus get the missus to wash them i'd wash them the next wash like so if when i go to the washing next i do the next wash true but if if you're wearing them like let's say i don't know what you're doing like say we're in here and i wear my jeans i wouldn't wash them because i've just sat down i haven't done anything Mm. but if i'm on the cans i probably spilled something on them yeah true true bailey humphrey was asked this is a good good one for the room i think might get a few smirks it could bring up a point of discussion oh no Bailey Humphrey got asked, what traits do you look for in a girlfriend? Mm. Yeah, that's a... Why am I looking at you, Will? I can't talk to women. <laughs> like, my my favourite one is if she has to be way hotter than you. But why am I looking at you, Will? You mean a Yochi, Ari? Yeah, apparently that's a dating place. You take all the girls yeah. there. I went there with the bloke. It's... <laughs> have you, been, have you been there recently, Will? Yeah. How many times in the last week? Twice. <laughs> It's it's expensive. I've been yeah. there twice in this week as well. The first, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, fucking you, someone's looking you, after me. He's been going for your Yeah, that's, that's where I've been going. I haven't okay, been, okay, I've been going okay. with anyone else. I've just okay. been kicking back with Ari. No, I'm, I don't know how I feel about Yochi, to be honest. It's, you know, he's on the fence. Actually, you know, you're, not, you're actually on the... You're a Yochi hater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you do. I might have splinters up my arsehole because I'm like on the fence a bit too much. But like it's got some good flavours, but... Fuck man, I'm not paying sixteen bucks for okay, like, we'll so expensive. This, this, this girl has said, "Oh, your was pretty good. It was only eight bucks." He goes, "Yeah, I paid ten mm. on the first date." Will, what are you expecting to pay for dates these days? Will, actually, on my first date, I spent <laughs> I spent one hundred and ten dollars on Japanese tempeniaki. Wow, hundred a bit. Yeah, that's a bit extreme. Okay, we've gone from ten to one hundred and ten. So yeah, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize it was gonna be that expensive. If I'm honest. Didn't, <laughs> didn't know the marmalade. Off topic question. What, what would was well, on topic? What would you think is an acceptable amount to spend on a first date, Ari? My first date, I spent two hundred and something dollars on all these nice things. AFL um, pay as well. Wasn't wasn't in the AFL. I got my mum, <laughs> got my mum to transfer me. Oh, yes. yes. Thank you, mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I had a little bit of cash left over from Christmas as well. So, no, acceptable. I think Yochi. Um, I think the, it's a budget option. I think they do the weigh, like the weighing system. You can put it half on there, half off. And you can actually scam it. <laughs> yeah. Just to let you know. So. <laughs> That's what Shrey does at Coles when he's weighing his free oh, veg. No, oh, <laughs> If Coles is listening, I don't do any stealing or any robbing of Coles, okay? I got these avocados with the price of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think you know, she's quite good though. Um, I know a lot of the boys that take take you know their lady friends to, to Yochi and enjoy Yochi. There's one flavour that I'll stand by, strawberry and cream is a good flavour of Yochi, but when they mix around the little like, I don't think the AFL players get strawberries and cream. They're more like a fruity flavour, I think. They're more getting like yeah. mango sorbet, you know, sort of. What else? Sorry, man. I'm not in the system. I know you got picked up at number eighteen, yeah, but well. like, I'm not in the system. I don't. Can I ask with Yochi? Do you get? Do you go fruity? Because there's the fruity mm. options. You've got the mm. mango, the strawberry. You can put yeah. strawberries, pineapples, yeah. or do you go 
chocolate. No, I'm a fruity man. Yes, I'm lying. I got some piss taken out of me for it because I went fully fruity and nah. laid it up with nice colours. Nah, who, who said that? I'll bash him. I'll bash him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm a, I'm a strawberry, blueberry, and then like there's <laughs> watermelon bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, mate. That fucking... That Why are we lying on the podcast? <laughs> Mate, I just pile up as much shit as possible. Man. Come on a Yoshi date with me then. All right, we'll come go. on. We'll do it. We'll do it tonight. Uh, yeah, we'll do it tonight. Ari and I. I, want, I want a third wheel. You and your new lady friend. It's Ari. Ari's my. Ari's the friend I'm going we'll go, with. We'll go on a double date. We'll go on a double I don't date. Know how we, oh, we, got tra- we got transferred here because we're talking about curly questions at draft. It was a bit of a lead in the segment. I don't know how we ended up talking about Yochi, but we got there. Yeah. We got there. It was a plan of mine to eventually bring that up on the podcast, and we got there a lot earlier than I thought we would. He loves doing that. It's game time, and it's a new mm. segment we're going to do each week. I haven't I like done games it. for a while on this podcast. Mm. Yeah, I played FIFA last night, if that helps. Not on the Turn podcast. Turn Trey's mic off now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it it's game time, all right? Trey, keep your mouth shut for 60 seconds. We're going to conduct our own recruiting interview right now for you, oh. Ari. You're the draftee. Yep. You, you've been delisted. You don't have to get redrafted, mate. Yeah, okay. Yep. To the Div 12 Resis. Yeah. We're the recruiters. Yeah. 60 seconds. We've got 60 seconds with you. Speed dating top style. Yeah. And we get to fire questions at you. Ready? All right, yeah. Go. you got to put in your best foot forward. Yeah. You want to play for the Div 12 Resis. All Three, right. two, one, go. All right. Brett Lee is bowling at you. You have to premeditate a shot because he's bowling so fast and you don't have time to see the ball. What are you premeditating? Ramp. You're playing deal or no deal. What case number are you choosing? 16. What is 23 plus 39? Uh, 62. Which team do you think would match up best against uh, match up best against in a game of tennis? Raleigh Bonner. We're playing a game of rock, paper, scissors. What are you going to throw? Paper. If you could only use one condiment for the rest of your life, what would it be? Tomato sauce. All right. We've, we've run out of questions. You're too quick for us. Actually, I've got one more question. You've got one teammate that has to pick up the phone, otherwise you die. Yeah. So you've got one phone call... If they don't pick up, you die. Which one of your teammates are you calling? Jimmy Webster, Tassie boy, because he know I'd probably be in a bit of strife. Yeah. Have yep. you ever called Jimmy Webster? Communicated with him a couple times over text, but I prefer not to because he thinks he's a bit of a prankster. So uh, well, you got the showers and we've got a bucket of used towels and I'll come walking in from a meeting or something and because he's a 13-year veteran, he does pretty much fuck all. Um, <laughs> so he's already in the change room sitting there and he's just layers my locker up with dirty towels. <laughs> and then on my first week, um, you know, you've got meetings and you've got to be at places at a certain time and you can't be late. Um, and he kept on telling me that, mate, Mark wants you in the physio room. Like, go see him. I'd go knock on the thing. What are you doing here, Ari? Like, do you need something? I'm like, no, I got told I was meant to be here. Like, no, you're not. He did that to me about eight times. In the first <laughs> and I kept on doing it, kept on knocking on doors. And you're all right, mate? Because yeah, you like, just want to follow in the, in the veterans, like yeah. what they're saying, because you don't want to piss So this is a off. note to any future St Kilda draftees. Whatever Jimmy Webster says, don't take seriously. Is yeah, that? literally. We had a, um, a Bax meeting today and he was going around saying, we didn't know we had it because it wasn't on our schedule. And he was going around telling people like, no, I'm sure we have one. And I literally, people go, coming to me going, is he being serious? I said, I actually can't tell. We did have one, but I was like, yeah, I was so, I, there was about 30 minutes there, like in the gym where I was, didn't know. The boy who cried yeah, wolf. Like, yeah. But <laughs> cheeky Jimmy, fucking. Well, does he get a gig at the Div 12 Resis? He's answered the questions really quickly. I thought he would have stumbled on a few of them. Almost too fast. He's, he's good at this. It's almost like he's been recruited already. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'd well, happily play Div 12 Resis. Beautiful. If I, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'll, 
I'll give Hopefully it doesn't land at that point. <clears throat> yeah, I it's come yes. down that low. I'll give Soss a call, see if we can get a clearance for a game, <laughs> yeah. and um, we'll see how we <laughs> On go. On Play HQ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what was the curliest question you were asked or one of the curly ones you can remember from your draft process? Yeah, um, so it was like, I'll say two. Um, I got one a bit like Bailey Humphrey, but it wasn't about what traits do you see in a girlfriend. It was like, do you have like any friends that are girls? And then the follow-up to that was, you know, what would they say about you? Like, as in what are your, like why, why are you friends? What do you see in each other? Like, he's hot as. I'm thinking one. like, like <laughs> so like if, mm. for example, like if they would interview her, like what would she say about me? And I was, you know, like yeah, really caring. Like, it was a bit weird. Like he takes me to Yochi. Loves Yochi. So that was really weird. And that was hard answer. And then there was another one where a lot of us copped it. Um, if we had the same club, I remember um, after the two days. Um, on the third day, we all spe- we're obviously all speaking about if anyone got any weird questions, and we all kept on coming back to this. And I think Harley's mentioned this before um, in in a podcast or, or whatnot. But a lot of us got asked to tell our life story in chapters as a book, and like chapter one would be from when you were a kid to like eight years old, and then chapter two is like eight to fourteen, and then fourteen to now, like all in chapters. And it could be as many chapters as you wanted, um, as detailed as you wanted. And I can't remember anything from before I was 10. Like, what would I say? Um, so that was the toughest one, like, complete mindfuck, really. Mm. So, yeah, tell your life story in chapters. Like, if I put you on the spot and said, yeah, it would. Zero to 10, I was kicking the shit out of bushes mostly. He's just getting into as much trouble as possible. From uh, 10 to 16, he was a full-time legend. Yeah. <laughs> 16 to... 16 to 22 then i became ceo of legends incorporated and <laughs> then that's when we started that's me drinking beers guys but yeah what about you checkman you yours is a bit more of a novel it's more of like a <laughs> harry, <laughs> harry potter and the deathly hallows two I'm parts in the one book. <laughs> yeah two parts lots of colored pictures in between <laughs> pop-up pictures yeah. <laughs> they come out at you yeah, yeah. professor snape pops up. <laughs> um we said harry potter i thought it was fair yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Um, do you think maybe recruiters ever like just just fucked with you? Like, do you reckon there was any clubs that didn't even care to pick you up, but just wanted to just just fuck with you? Or Port Adelaide interviewed me, who didn't have a pick um, when combine was around, like before draft night. They only had pick seventy five. That was their only pick, <laughs> and they were still interviewing as many blokes as they could. And my interviews were a lot of like character testing to see what kind of character I was obviously from the incident so there was a lot of like follow-on questions um some of them were like really laid back and chill and i was able to have a conversation others were like right on me pretty much like seeing how i'd react if um someone was like being angry at me or like targeting me kind of thing so port just ripped me for about 20 minutes 30 minutes and i walked out of there going like why did i bother going in there is why, that why did they interview me they're not going to pick me who said Someone said Sydney just called him fat for ages. Who was it? Clayton Oliver. Clayton, Clayton Oliver. Oliver said Sydney just called him fat. Mm. Yeah. Like, and said you like, can't handball. Yeah. yeah was, same as me. I had clips. They were showing clips of me not jumping at the footy going like, can't have this. This shit. This is not league standard. Um, and then saying like all this other stuff. Like I was just like getting, had this bloke standing over the top of me, like just, just looking up at him, just nodding my head. Like and he was just giving it to me. I walked out of there like literally like what, what just happened? <laughs> Fucking hell. 
And then they came and apologized the next day, thankfully, because my manager was going to was gonna say something. But yeah. Yeah, wow. They came and just said, sorry, that was just, you know, a bit of a test and like, just love you, mate. Like, yeah, you handled it well. So but, strange. Yeah, but they do do that. So strange. Do you reckon you could do the opposite? I know you want to get drafted, but if there was a club you didn't want to go to, I know Chad Wingard tried to get out of the draft and told GBS he didn't want to go there. But do you reckon you could just rock up and be a full-time fuckwit? Like, they ask you questions and you just be like... <laughs> no, I <laughs> love beer. beer. <laughs> I love Yochi every night. Uh, yeah, just... I don't train, man. Yeah. But I reckon... I reckon... Uh, yeah. I reckon some people have probably thought about doing that if they really don't want to go to... Um, Maybe when like Tazzy comes in, a lot of the Melbourne boys might yeah, be probably doing start that. doing that, yeah. <laughs> Happened so. in the NFL recently. One of the players didn't declare for the draft until... The team had done one pick, traded it because he didn't want to go there. Yeah, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. Must be nice to what be able it? to play with your draft stock like that. Draft yeah. fixing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, match fixing. Well, you did land at St Kilda, so we moved on to St Kilda a little bit. You moved to Melbourne. How's St Kilda been going? How have you found it? Early days. You've only been there for a little bit. We haven't played. A, we haven't had a game yet. We haven't had a trial game. No. So, how's, um, how's the process been of starting up at the AFL club? We've spoken so much about the draft process. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely loving it. Ultra professional. Um, something I realised, uh, you know, our our big days like our Monday, Wednesdays, and our Fridays, you you rock up at the club, um, between like seven and eight, you know, you've got team meeting, and then main sesh, then into gym. Um, and it's very the day is very structured, so you have to stay mentally switched on all day. Like there's no time to, you could have a bit of fun in the lockers, but it's like you got to be on time. So it's you find well as a first year and you know you're not used to it you're tired you've it's hard to like stay mentally present at every situation and not just like tick off for a second um but all the boys have been awesome um you know take the piss a bit and then we're serious we've got high standards um the club's awesome coaches are awesome the move over from tassie to 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 melbourne has been pretty much seamless like they've made it so easy so yeah, I'm, um, you know, living life and living the dream. So, yeah, absolutely loving it. Are you living with anyone it's at the beautiful. moment or is it just you? I was living at the start uh, pre-Chrissy. Um, I don't know how this happened, but um, I got put in with Jack Steele. Um, so, literally before Chrissy, like, we had the first three weeks there, um, you know, like, bringing a notepad and stuff. Like, he was really helping me out, like, cooking me actual proper meals. Yeah, wow. And some of the other boys, like, got put in the what's called the Chelt House. So I was a bit lucky. Um, a few of the other boys were with, with other players as well. But, um, what's the Chelt House? It sounds like a school for orphans or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Cheltenham um, is a suburb like around that area and there's a house there that they had the previous draft players, draft groups from like for the last like 10 years. And they just go into this house and it just rotates like every year. Do you have to move out by a certain date or something? Oh, I think you, got, like, you can have like two... It would, really depends. Some people stay in there for five weeks hate it Nick Rewalt's still there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rewalt's just got his three kids and his wife just five star handball in the back yeah. <laughs> I know, just, I know they like, do that at the Gold Coast and GWS but I didn't think they do it in Melbourne that's crazy yeah and then yeah or you can stay there for some people don't move out for like two years um, yeah. so right now they've got rid of the Chelt house and it's, that, it's now the Hyatt house so it's me Liam O'Connell, Angus Hasty, your man. Um, My boy. What's he like to live with? Because we might get him for a future interview. <sighs> Crazy OCD. Um, I can imagine. His yeah. room is clean all the time. He's got plants in there. 
You know, he's got his mm. nice curls. He's always touching his hair. Um, but oh, I love living with him. Um, he's a legend of a bloke. He really always kind. a million bucks coming to training. What's yeah, Ari like? Because he with? sits in the car and does his hair before he comes out yeah. and takes selfies. Just <laughs> yeah. let him know about that if you get him on. <laughs> What's Ari like to live with? Is he the opposite? Messy? No, I'm, I'm quite clean as well. I'm just laid back, take piss a bit, can't cook. So I get, if I'm hungry, get in there, boys. <laughs> kind of thing. Get in there, you do the stuff, and I'll just I'm out here for the crumbs if you yeah. need me. And just... I'll just I'll just clean up and yeah, but pretty pretty laid back, pretty chill. Um, yeah, I think I'll be quite nice to live with. Yeah, very nice. Well, you seem to be finding your feet at training and at St Kilda so much so. When it was the first open training session, you came out hitting the gritty to thousands of thousands mm. of fans. What was um, what was the wind up for that? Were mm. you just just feeling yourself for a bit? No, no, I would never do that willingly ever. I don't think anyone would. Um, <laughs> Shrey would. Shrey would definitely do that. Yeah, mate. I've committed goal. <laughs> Thanks, Shrey. <laughs> Someone dare to do it. Is that what you're saying? No, so I wasn't. I said it on a video. I probably shouldn't say it now. Um, so I won't say it actually. Um, but there's the game we play. Can't say the game. There's punishments that come with that. Um, it could be ranging from anything. Um, and yeah, I went in and played the game. Um, hadn't played it f- since like the first week. Walked in, they needed an extra number. I'm like, yeah, I'm here, boys. Got targeted by all the older boys. Ended up losing all my lives. Uh, punishment was, they're just gonna, we start in the gym and then we walk out and then we put our shoes down. We walk down the race together. You would have seen if you've seen it before. Um, they pushed me out of the gym door, locked the door, started playing the gritty just put me out there and I'm just standing there in front of people and people you know like Ari and I start to hear the gritty and fuck the media, so t- media team loved it though didn't they yeah. everyone got around it but uh yeah games way play around here we turn the lights off and play murder in the dark and <laughs> usually we target Shrey but we've never played murder in the dark <laughs> no, you're no, asleep no. normally yeah you're usually oh. asleep that's why we target you <laughs> That's not right. No, that's right. (laughs) Anyway, we're moving on. Um, Ari, we put out a few feelers to our fans. We said, we want some questions to ask the big fella himself. So we've got a few here. First one is from Zane Harrington. You have a massive kick. Will we, will you, sorry, will we see you bringing back the torp out of defense? Well, as I said earlier, can't torp, so I'd have to practice. You need a torp coach. Yeah, if it came, you know how Zach Tui sometimes just plays on and just, Bangs just, it down the middle yeah, when it's like just down the square. So maybe I got to start trying to add that to the wheelhouse. Just get it down there, but look, probably not. You'd have to get that in now because as soon as you get into the AFL system, they're going to ban you from kicking torps. Mm. It's a thing they don't let you kick torps at training. Like they, they hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so if you want to learn the, to- if you haven't learned it yet by mm. age eighteen, you're fucked. You're not yeah, learning you it. Can't, ever. can't start now. So you get a kicking coach ASAP into you and learn that talk, otherwise you'll never learn it. I might go to Shrey. Yeah. yeah you well, performed. Yeah. yeah. We've seen Proof it. In the pudding. We've seen it during cricket season, players trying to hit the roof with the cricket ball. Do you reckon with Ari's big booming kick we can get him to hit the roof at Marvel? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> That'd be an effort and a half. Yeah, would you like, just like boys get in the square and you just fucking kick one up. I was we had a um all the draft days and induction uh, weekend like last week um, and I was on Marvel there and the roof's really high 
thirty something meters, like which which doesn't sound like a lot, but thirty meters yeah. high is a lot. Yeah. So I mean, we could it. could give it a go. Um. So I'd be happy. I'd be I'd be down to see if we can get that done. But strings could be. At yeah, I was about to say. I don't know if I'd have to say. You know, someone asked me what I'm doing this weekend. I'm trying to hit the roof at Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit. Like, I think we mm. get on the St Kilda social media team. Let's get NFL punter. Let's get like Let's get Chappie. The kicking consultant Let's and Chappie. Chappie from Pro Kick and get Ari and I'm trying to think if Zach Tui would be down, but like who can hit the who can who get can closest the to the roof yeah. would be a good video. Yeah, that'd be sick. Just yeah. string awareness would be huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that whole video is just raising awareness for hamstrings and <laughs> just all that good stuff. Um, next question. JW Gilly ninety nine. I'm a left foot halfback, just like yourself. Have you got any tips for how I can kick further? Well, I guess... Well, he's, he's, there's a YouTube video going around that says, Ari Schoenmaker kicks 70 metres. Yeah, I did say that. So, like... Popped up a few You're times. already going into the AFL without playing game and everyone knows you're going to have a massive peg on you. So, yeah. the, the the hype is there. Yeah. I've always been able to kick the ball pretty far, um, but pretty flat as well. Um, so, it's pretty, like... If you try and kick the ball too hard, it's not going to go very far. So, it's just all about, like, sweet contact. Um... And also, like, once I started hitting the gym, like, doing leg weights and, like, obviously all that kind of stuff, trains, like, posterior chain and whatnot. So, when you are in that motion of kicking um, and all that force is going in the ground, like, you're stronger and you actually, like, it's like, you know, it comes through like a golf swing. So, I guess, like, just, you know, don't try and kick it too hard. And if you've got stronger, like, lower body, then it was just... Did you ever do kicking coaching? Did you ever do any... Have a coach teach you how to kick, or...? Nah, um... I used to... We used to own a bit of land back at home. Like, it was like a five-acre paddock. We used to mow it into a footy oval. Um, and then from the bush, Dad and I and my brother, we'd get, like, small sticks, like dead sticks, and then put them up, paint them white as goalposts. And Dad used to just, like, tick lead back to goal squares, and I'd just run around and just... He'd just run, and I'd just try and hit him while he was moving. I did that all the way through till I was about like 15 so I guess not really a kicking thing but dad was always like just having a kick with you and, and yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and it wasn't just like like kick to a standing standing target he was, he was always moving so one out in the cage just leading hard <laughs> it's a lot of what my pre-season's been targeted <laughs> at this year I'm not a key forward but fuck I love getting hit on the tits mm. leading out of the goal square <laughs> From from someone who is trying to learn how to kick further to someone who just wants to know what's your KFC order, Quinn Cody's asking what's your go-to KFC. Yeah, um, Zinger Box mm-hmm. uh, always has been, standard. always will be, pretty standard. Um, and a Mount Dew Freeze, yeah. Is that like post-game feed? Is that probably uh, your go-to post-game feed or is there something else that just sort of ticks the box? Yeah, pizza. Love pizza. Like yeah. At Tassie, like, um, after games, it'd always be just... 20 boxes of pizza and you just go and take one and just eat it but I haven't had a KFC you know like when you get crook and then like spewing sick and it gets like the third day and then all you feel like is KFC you ever like yeah, yeah. It's, it's even like Jarrah's a menace for KFC yeah even like when you sound sick, like a hangover or yeah, whatever or like when you're hangover it's like you just feel KFC. yeah and I, that's the only time I've ever eaten it like I actually haven't had it since like, like ages like it's probably probably why he's in the AFL yeah <laughs> it could be that's a good reason we've we rolled a team for 52 on the weekend that we celebrated with KFC just as as recovery but if you want to listen to stumps I fucked up I've got a chocolate mousse 
but then I also had potato and gravy oh. and I ate the chocolate mousse first and then I had potato and gravy oh. directly after and then I was very unwell for the next 48 hours. Yeah, if you think about what that looks like in your stomach, yeah, well, I just all mixed up together. It looks together. like outside of your stomach and then, yeah, then just... Inside when it's all yeah, churned up. They were a one-on-one contest in your gut. I could feel it. I could feel it. Last question for the Instagram we'll go through is from Blaze17 YouTube. Mm. Have you ever trained to be an NFL punter? Have you ever had correspondence from anyone about being an NFL punter? And would you have any interest in doing that in the future? After this year, some of my coaches always say like a fallback option is getting into punting um, and something I'd be keen to do. Like that's all I really do when I play footy anyway. Just run around, get cheapies and kick the ball as far as I can. So, Jarrah, yes. He loves it off the halfback. Yeah. So, yeah, something I'd be keen to do if, you know, like, it all doesn't go doesn't go how it goes but yeah being a punter is pretty sick if you go far with it you get paid for literally walking on the field kicking the thing and walking back off so. don't need to do pre-seasons and, and running you just have to do the kicking training yeah and I think uh, have you seen like the punters like the NFL punters they obviously don't move from side to side like they kick it straight well like the reason why like from what I've heard anyway is why Australian footballers are going over there is because like they can obviously kick moving as far like like we drop punts and stuff so it makes them like like a bit of a double threat yeah like that's why they keep like targeting Australian I feel punters. like as well because yeah of Australian football you've got that ability to say if you're not going to try and just hang one up in the air you can like do a short drop punt out to like yeah a certain spot and just literally wheel around and lay someone yeah, out yeah exactly yeah. or if like someone's coming at you like you can kick it around the corner yeah. instead of like just walking at him something like, they teach you a lot was almost falling off his chair shit, something the um, the king coaches were teaching us a little bit was that whip around the side is sometimes helps you distance I don't know I haven't seen you kick the footy too much we'll find out a bit more this season but Buddy's a big one have you ever seen Buddy kick one from 50 metres plus <laughs> yeah and he, he winds around in an wide. arc yeah. Yeah. to get the, the you get more rotation in your hip so yeah that's something that gets a bit more distance yeah um, whereas NFL punters just kick the straight leg up yeah, through the leg. ball yeah, but if you want to kick distance, you got to kick around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all kicking coach. You got to get the kicking coach so you can learn how to kick a torp. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to. Yeah. We need to get. I want to see one big juicy torp out of Ari this year. I think. Surely, at some point, there's already been the grittying. There's already been the fox video longest kick. You had a few viral clips. Someone actually sent in and said, "How the fuck is this bloke so famous already? He hasn't even played a game." Yeah, <laughs> because he's, you got highlights. You got the clips. Fucking man. Yeah, you got because I go to Yochi. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good people go to Yochi. Prime Train, Ari, me. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, but surely at some point this year we get a viral clip of you just lacing a seventy meter barrel. So yeah, hopefully. Probably in in the twos playing for Sandy Zebs. Oh, might no, might launch one. That'd be Trevor Barker. Porn. Or that'd if you launch it, porn. you might get dropped to the Sandy Zebs. Could be the issue if you launch it in a. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then it ends up like my longest kick and forward punt. And then <laughs> Jez Cameron or someone just marks it on the chest. <laughs> Twenty out straight back over there. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Basil. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to AFL eleven seventy. We've brought it. Back for the footy season. Now it is just Dermy by himself, one out in the in the square. But we're here to tackle the big issues in the AFL. And Ari, I know being a big man, being a famous man, you're going to be amongst a few of these issues. So we're just going to get your insights from Dermy's perspective. I'm marking this ready. The main headline: Resi's players across the country celebrate as AFL's deemed player weights won't be disclosed to the public. 
Skinfold's test to be banished as well. Now, as a Rezzy's footballer myself, I do enjoy this because it means I can enjoy myself at the buffet a bit more. Check, man, what's your take on this one? I don't want to participate in this segment. This segment <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I appreciate the voice. I hope this is as far as the Derby voice goes. The first time they did this segment, it was like 14 minutes of that voice. Really? Fine, I won't do the Derby voice anymore. He's <laughs> done the intro as a Derby voice. Congratulations. That was a good Derby voice. Very it was good. good. It was good Derby for voice. the sake of the listeners, I mean, to sit through Spotify listening, let's tune back to Will Taylor voice. I like it. I like it. I think it's a good decision. I'm just pissing myself <laughs> that you've lasted that long with the voice. <laughs> I can, I could go all day. For anyone who wants to go listen to episode one, not many of you, and listen yeah. to 14 minutes yeah. of Will Taylor putting on that yeah. voice. Yeah, it's a, it's an effort and a half. Yeah, few people across the country that are stoked that they can go into preseason not having the coach see that they weigh 120 kegs, um, rolling off the full forward. Are you excited about that going um, into footy season? I've never done a preseason. Neither, but. And- up until last year, I hadn't trained for five years. <laughs> and then the Today Show came to footy training, so I had to rock up to training. Yeah. So that was the, that was my first training in five years. Because I hadn't generally worked all night times during the week. So I hadn't mm. been in training. Went to one yeah, training, right. my first run of the club. Yeah. Said, hey, I can play, but I just can't train. So training is not a thing that's ever crossed my yeah, mind. Fair enough. Until Jarrah and myself had to start doing some running to head up to Darwin. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I sit there because I'm not a training type of man. Yeah. Ari is though. He's someone Ari, who is running. I don't know if you have had a say on the weights or not, but what's what's your opinion on the player weights being shown? Yeah, I'm a bit on the fence with it. I I remember, you know, the footy cards that come out and it's got the yeah. the player weights and and the heights. Um, mm. my brother, massive stats man. So mm. like, if you ask him a question about like Dyson Heppel, he'd tell you the height, weight. How many pauses he averaged, um, all that stuff. So there's actually like, like footy nuffies out there that like love that shit. And like you know when you go to the game and you open up the, um, like footy book and then you've got the, the footy weights, record, the footy yeah. record, and there's like all the weights. And so I'm gonna miss all that kind of stuff. Um, obviously I play in it now, so probably not. But like yeah. for younger kids. And then I saw, obviously I was, it's all over social media. I saw a comment that said. Um, like kids wanting to to get to the next level and they're trying to look for like what the base is mm. for like height and what they should weigh for that position and that kind of made sense to me Guardians, like I've always yeah. looked at player weights and gone like yeah he does what I do on the field that's what he's weighing at at an AFL level what mm. are, what am I weighing now what do I need to get to yeah 100% like, so there's that side of me and then there's other side you know like protect our stuff like does everyone need to know that kind of thing like yeah, I remember growing up, the footy cards, you'd sit across and you'd play those games. Like, if you had a deck of cards and I had a deck of yeah. cards, I'd say, all right, my weight is 97. And if yours was higher or lower, you had, like, top trumps. You'd have to give me that card and yeah. then you'd get, you know, yeah, play yeah. off. Yeah. So, things like as small as that. But even through high school, being, a, like, I was tall, potentially, like, I was playing Rutgers as a junior, but you'd always be like, oh, Aaron Sandland's 120 kilos, mm. Dean Brogan, 103 kilos. And you'd be out, you know, like, any nuffy, anyone who actually watches a sport could tell, like, if someone was fat or not. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, you yeah. can tell if they're overweight, but, you know, like, Sandland's a big, thick, tallest bloke in the comp. You're like, mm. all right, well, if I'm going to grow to, like, 200, I need to put on this much muscle. And exactly like you said, we'd have people, like, doing that in, like, year eight, nine, ten, even. Yeah, there's people that live, live that stuff. I was even one of those people. Like, I always looked at weights. And you can compare it to all the players across the comp in the same position. Like, So I, there's that side of it. So. I've got another question from a man 
Davis from uh, Mount Waverley. Hey, Davis. Um, runner tells me to get off the ground, but I'm on the opposite side of the field. What do I do? Thank you, Davis. Um, run away is the answer. I'd probably run as far away from the runner as possible. Pretend like you didn't hear him. Uh, just try and get as close to the ball as you can. If you're playing off the halfback and it's on the half forward, get up there. Fuck you, man. Just get all the way up. What What about you, Ari? Um, if I'm on the far wing and the runner comes on and he's screaming from me from the other wing, all all I'm saying is I'm trying to get involved in the play, mm. um, start ball watching, who gives a fuck about my opponent, um, start running, maybe go play a little bit of midfield time and yeah. just tell him when I can, mate. Like, yeah. yep, come and... Come mm. and I'll be there. I'll be and send him back and they usually handle it quite well. Yeah, yeah mate. And then... <laughs> What if he makes the effort to get across to you on the opposite wing? You got to go. I think if he's if he's working <laughs> his way across, do you ever have someone drag you off? I can like under eights. So I wouldn't come off. So like I was playing ruck and I was having a stinker and maybe I, I might have chirped up. And I think when you chirp up, that's when you risk yourself yeah. to disc. Like if you push a kid over or whatever in junior footy. Yeah, I'll, and then the I'll runners the like grabbed thing. you and said, "No, nah, you're off. Yeah, come you're on," off. and like walked yeah. you off. Like, you ever been sent off by the umpires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Few times, plenty of times. Yeah. Yeah, but especially in the ruck, it's, you just hit each other in the in the middle. It's, it's such a common thing. But I remember in juniors, like the runner, like linking arms at me and dragging me off the field, being like, "No, you have to," because I wouldn't come off. Yeah, but yeah, I like the idea of like if they say you got to come off, you sort of like, yeah, just after this play, like the ball's coming in, I'm in an important spot, but you know, it never nowhere near. Yeah, it. or you can act like you're in an important spot. So if you're playing like spare and the ball's like forty, fifty a kick away, and the runner says, "Yeah, come off, mate," and then you just kind of look like you're like really active yeah. on your feet like Even waiting if, for the ball to come and it's, yeah. you know it's not because there's there. nothing worse than you <laughs> are standing in a prime spot and they're like well we've got to change the forward bugger rotation like come on mate I'm like fuck and then you roll you roll out and then your forward pocket rotation runs in fills your hole and then gets a, a gets set a shot yeah. yeah and everyone's nothing like fuck worse. man great positioning there great <laughs> position you've run and you've just sat in the hole that I was fucking sitting in man mm. That's not like you're not learning anything. You're just copying me. <laughs> it's fucked. I would I would copy you if that helps. Uh, fuck. Yeah, it's not much you can do about that. The next one is Sam from Paran. Hi, Sam. Should players get to wear their own kits to games? Think talking about like wearing casual clothes. Like to, how the NBA. Yeah, do it. NBA like AFLX when they did it like that. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Yeah. I reckon you could rock some really rogue kits. Just worried about the like, sponsors here. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the other thing. Like, you know, you got your well, like, club sponsors that. There's plenty. Of, there's plenty of like opportunity for sponsors at training and like in the game. Fuck, a five ten minute walk in. But do you ever growing up? Did you ever get like drummed into you? One of the first things I ever got drummed into me was like, make sure when you run out in the ground, you run out as a team. So, yeah. Like, we a coach would blast the fuck out of us if like you ran out and your, your huddle was too small like if we weren't side by side yeah. and as like an 8 or 9 year old you're like that's the dumbest thing ever because when you're in 25 and you're running out you're just running out whenever you're on your own time mm. but they're trying to like teach that team mentality of like you're 8 you're 9 everything's done as a team you all warm so up at the same time you're all the same kit yeah and I think that that is the same thing that's why private schools they make them all wear those fancy uniforms and yeah. not your tie all so straight because they want to put a bit of like sends a message too yeah like, sends that, this that, that team who, this message this is who you play too. for yeah like, bit of pride in the colour that's what I think footy is about NBA it's a very individual it's a team game but it's an individual game where like yeah, absolutely. people get to be a star of the show but I feel like AFL you want that like I could imagine like Ross the boss just being like nah Oh, you guys are a team. He'd hate that shit. Yeah. But like Act training like day, a lot of the AFL boys at Saints are like pretty into their fashion. Like, yeah. I think it's quite a, like quite a 
recurring theme in the AFL. Like there's a few boys that love their love their kits. So like training day, you can have a little bit of a fashion show. So who's rocking up in the nicest kits? Who's got the who's got the shoes on? But game day, I just I don't know if there'd be any point. I kind of like rocking up in the in the training kit, like the polo, maybe the hoodie. Like slacks. just feel sl- yeah, ma- here, yeah, maybe it feels like you just as um, you said together. Trey would refuse. To, he'd wear Crocs, tracksuit pants, and he sometimes he'd never even wear the club polo or club colours. And oh, I had really? spare oh. kit. I was wow. giving to him, being like, wear slacks, wear the polo. Come on, man. Because that was something we got drilled into us early days. It was like when you're growing up and coming through the system, like coming through like 14s, 16s, they're like, you have to wear all this stuff. Like yeah. team mentality. It just looks good as well. Like, yeah. yeah you know? It sets an example to the opposition. If you rock up and, you're, and your team's all sloppy and all random kit and you're rocking up as like a 14-year-old kid and the opposition are all wearing slacks, polos, running out tight as a team and your team's just like warming up all just over sets, the shop. It sets, sets it makes you feel like shit. You're yeah. like, we're going to get rolled today. So... Yeah, I think that team mentality is a bit crazy. I've seen the Saints boys rock the um the Carlton Draft merch a little bit. Yeah, that merch gets around a fair bit. There's um, the cartoons on the t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, yeah a I've few good, it, yeah, I've a few good kids getting around the Saints. Mm, yeah, might have to get a Irish I'll make a team made. And he's kick a seventy meter twop, and then we can yeah. do one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need a big seventy meter barrel, <laughs> and then we can get Robo to really, really work his magic. <laughs> Uh, Sam from Paran has got two more questions for us. Fuck, Jeez he was, he was pretty keen to, pretty keen to hit us up. Uh, Sam Bonzer. Should players do post-game presses? What are your thoughts? They're going to have to this year. This have you seen the new deals? Oh, they actually. Yeah, the players have to do like give a certain amount of hours of time each week now. It's oh yeah, it's to media. Mm. Yeah, which I'm hoping. Yeah, because some people just excuse it completely and yeah. walk off. Well, I know for making content purposes, sometimes it, there'll be players you just can't touch. Yeah. Like because they'd be like, nah, like that guy just doesn't do media. But then this year the AFL AFL's made it like a part of the bargaining agreement is all players yeah, right. have to be accessible for media straight after the game and within like three days of the game, I think it is. It's so like you could not even play, but you have to you have to rock up to a presser within seventy two hours yeah. if you get called to one. I guess um if you look at like say um Jack Steele um does a presser with Ross, um, you get the You've got Ross, who's coaching the team, who's given insight about how the game went. And then you've got Jack Steele, who played the game. He's out there. Can like if the media wants to ask him questions, like like what was it like out there? Like he can give a little bit more of a detailed intel. So I I quite like it. Like I like, like how the NBA do it. Like you know, I see Le- LeBron up there or all the time, like making weird comments. It'd be pretty funny if some of the boys started doing it and then having a crack at the. Well, I wonder the journalists if it's well. I'd love to see another Bevo just like, yeah, have, like a, just have a dig at a journo mm. who's just a smug little fuckwit well there is oh, a journo yes. that comes <laughs> in here a lot to record and I know that he's been early days everyone's about him but lately he's been getting shunned a lot and that's BT Roman yeah, BT Roman BT there's a lot of people that just mm. don't give him the time of day yeah. and I guess that could be classified as media and presser Channel 7 obviously a big part of the bargaining agreement I wonder if that's come into it and where the clubs Obviously, you have to do a presser and you sit in front of all the journos, Tom Morris and whoever else, giving you questions. But BTs, content creators, AFL, even doing like little Instagram stories and stuff could come under that banner. Yeah. And you just find you find yourself in the room with like 700 people putting phones in your face after the game. Yeah, it's, there's, that, there's that side of it as well. So If well, Roman BT hit you up, would you jump on? I don't really have... Like, if it was my first game, like, there's, I can't really say, yeah, I can't be touched by the media. So I'd 100% do it. I quite like roaming BT. Yeah, so I think it'd be pretty funny. It's a bit goofy, like it's a. It is goofy. I, Sometimes it gets annoying when you're yeah. watching it, like 
fuck off, BT. Yeah. <laughs> but that's part of the fun. But it's part yeah, of the fun yeah. and it gives it... Like, the issue is when like, people are with their family and they talk, like, say... They're and he like, pulls them out, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, like, yeah. So say, yeah. like, you've got a port but you're from WA and you play in WA and you win. You're talking to your family about the win and BT wants to have a chat to you. Like, but you know I was only going to be, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. So it's like... Prime example, Xavier Dersmer and his missus from high school. Yeah. yeah. Shit, that, that was a was funny a, one. Well, was, it, one that resonates in my head was BT talking to all the jacks at St Kilda. Yeah, that, oh, was rare. Yeah. that was so rare. That was one of the better BTs. Where yeah. he was finding all the jacks and getting them all collected in the post-game huddle. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there was like eight or nine of them playing. So. Yeah. But yeah, Xavier Dersmer, that comes to me right away. Like, yeah. Just trying to chat to his missus. It gets, gets a bit weird, doesn't Don't it? Don't bring the miss out of the post-game presser. Order the game. Why are we looking at Trey again? I don't do post-game presses, man. <laughs> I didn't look at you, did you I? You could actually reenact that with his missus. Like, yeah. oh, exactly <laughs> that scene. <laughs> After the game. Why has like, he gone so red right now? Fuck, he's hot. We're gonna have, <laughs> we're gonna get Ari to do a few media ideas. Yeah, you're you're BT and you just come yeah. in, and or we just get actual BT to come in. Yeah, oh, <laughs> there you go. He was in, he was in the studio the other day. I did we'll, say that. We might have to, might have to wheel him up. We'll tear it up. We'll tear it up. I think he was in the studio today. He's he was in here before us <laughs> alright Sam from Paran's last question and it's the last question we'll ask uh, why can't we do a state of origin and connect it to charity so bring back the Vix versus the Allies versus WA maybe even slip into Tassie team and then Tassie get team rid- might get pumped get rid of the Allies we'll get pumped but yeah it'd be good fun so it's, sick yeah yeah. I reckon like not mid-season but like end of season post-season just worry about the injuries is always yeah. the biggest I think everyone's oh, so keen for it fuck the injuries I think everyone's so players are keen for it um, fans are keen for it sponsors are keen for it but the thing is like you're paying some players a million dollars a year mm. and if they go play in a, a game in a charity not, game yeah. like are you, have you anyone at the club spoken to you about what you're allowed to do post like outside of footy you're allowed to like go play cricket are you allowed to go roller skating because I know some players are on massive bands with certain things yeah well I know like some players that have like that love water skiing like there's a few that love water sports and they go out and they obviously fall off and like breaking up and stuff so there is like regulations on it like and I think like anyone that's smart enough if you've got a big training session or a big game coming up you're probably not going to go do water skiing but like some people are different so yeah so mm, I don't know the injury factor because that's what ruined the state the Irish versus the Australian team at the end of the year yeah but it would be so mm. sick if they brought back like I remember the bushfire game like that was yeah. watching that was just like all stars versus Victoria and they packed out I think it was they packed out Marvel like that was unreal don't and they do it in American sports and then there's been the occasional incident where some one of the biggest stars of the comps gone down with an injury like imagine just imagine Dusty Martin doing an ACL they in a charity game yeah. or something yeah they don't play so in the, the all, NBA one is in really the all star games for NBA they don't go as hard. And the NFL wide, they play flag football now instead of tackle. Yeah, well, that, that would make a lot of... That's, so the NBA, like, it's not really like a sport where there's like much contact injury. So um, what and they like, play so often. But yeah, I, wor- I just worry about footy. Like, you'd hate to be trying to think of a player that's so pivotal to a club's success. Like, imagine Max Gorn. Imagine Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah, like injured. the Bont goes down. Yeah. From, yeah Max King at St. Kilda. And, you know, you're just like, shit. There goes out. Legendary yeah. Ford. Yeah. Just a risky run. Yeah. Wow. But it would be sick. Like fans, fans wise, um, yeah. supporters, like, like all the old fans. You know, like what footy used to be like. They're like, moving a lot into like the juniors and the state leagues doing that though. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of like those junior rivalries have become. They're trying to like because that's where they can get away with it. Those kids need to get spotlight on them. So 
it's probably smarter you know they're the mm. ones who have to get games into them so let's, let's put on the spotlight well, the- but you can't put it Gorney and Max King out there for yeah. another game. <laughs> yeah, I think the best thing they ever did was bringing the allies and the Vicks and everything into into the spotlight a bit more, mm. and like putting it on TV, like baseline as well with like private school football, like just fucking drums Makes up. Makes it massive. Yeah, yeah, drums up heaps of noise. And who'd like, be a Tassie? You'd be in with a few of the recent ones, but who's someone that, I'm trying to think? Mitch Robinson, Sanders, would he come out of retirement to coach or anything like that? Sanders, McKercher, yourself. Taron Thomas, Chase Jones. Jones. We'd 100% all go back. Yeah. No, Benny Brown. <laughs> um, yeah, it, well, there's big names there. Yeah. I don't know Mitch Robinson, like, watching his vlogs, he's always spoke about going home. He, he has gone home. He's playing for Lauderdale. Um, mm-hmm. They've got Sam Siggins there as well, who played for Geelong. Um, and who's the guy that... Andrew Phillips from Essendon the Ruckman yeah. so they've just Flip. doshed up so Lauderdale from the south they've just gone like massive on contracts so and Tassie footy down there like if you play AFL you're from Tassie like you go back you pr- and you've proved yourself like Mitch Robinson like you're pretty much royalty like kids like love it and like so they're gonna roll out the red carpet for you when you come in no, and jet me. stuff like <laughs> once he kicks a 70 metre barrel yeah once okay. I hit the roof at Marvel yeah mate I'm waiting for that day <laughs> that'll be so much fun unfortunately that's all the time we've got left for the pod this week check man have you got anything spicy coming up this week Jarry and myself are going running, man. We're doing lots of running. If you want to come. That's really spicy. Ask Trey if you want to come running. Didn't really get much response. Still unwell. He's been unwell for six years. <laughs> no. Uh, if I was, if I was just sick, I'd maybe come for a quick life jog, but I'm not well. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do some running. We're going to Darwin. We've got to get fit. My knees are the same shape as trying to think. BT's probably got better knees than me right now. Jeez. So. <laughs> we were going to bring Jarry on to have a really good one-to-one exclusive interview but we'll save it for next week next maybe week. big fella you can we'll sit you down we, next we, week and the have podcast it. is in doubt next week because we've got our first preseason footy training of the year yeah oh, true wow. we might have to do might have to do like a live episode and I'll just have the mic during lane kicking and, just you heavily breathing yeah <laughs> just me just me now just, just blowing up yeah blowing up Ari thank you so much for coming on mate oh, thanks um, for having me thanks for Taking the time out of your very busy schedule, like you were saying before. But uh, all the best for the rest of the season, and looking forward to seeing that 70 metre tall. Yeah, and I've... hitting the roof of Marvel, and some Yochi Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah we've got Absolutely. to we've got to do a we've Yochi. We've got so David much, haven't we? we yeah, yeah. Bit, come up with a bit, bit like booked in. So yeah. we're going to come down to open training in the, soon. I already interviewed you at open training this year. I don't want to bombard you too much. Who do you reckon we should hit up if we go down to the next one? Last question before we go. Stocker gave us nothing and I'm last flat time about it. He, he, he messaged me afterwards. So I didn't flat. see you. But he definitely looked me in the eyes and then just dogged me. He's just like, I don't want to be I'm on so camera. flat. So who should we be targeting at this training? Lance Collard. All right, Lance so what should we Lance, ask him? Lancey boy Collard. Yeah. Just hit him with some like, he'll love it. Like, loves the camera. Yep. Beautiful. Done. Here All right. we go. He'll be great. He'll, he'll be a bit, um, bit quiet, but once you get him like, you you'd be you'd be good. Get I want to say I want to see him on the on the camera. Yeah, All right, yeah, I'll tell him that, tell him that Ari said that he was the messiest man at St Kilda or something. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, say that. Really throw him under the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, throw him under completely. All right, well, we'll be targeting him at the next open training. Good luck with the rest of the season. We'll be at the games, pretty much all of them. We'll be at the trainings. You'll be sick of us pretty soon. But thanks yeah. for coming on the pod before you get to that point. No, thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Really appreciate See it. Ochi. Thank you again. I was going to say. Yeah, mate. Fucking strawberries and cream, strawberries, blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> They've got fortune cookies there now as well, so we can do a few of them live on TikTok. 
five or something. I won't do it with you. All right, Shay's not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the pod, guys. Make sure you follow on Spotify. Uh, keep in the five stars. I like it when we get the five star ratings. Keeps uh, keeps me happy. Keeps the the bosses higher up happy. Subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, share it with your friends. Like it, and see you in the next episode. Love yous.